save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Two Chunks and a Hunk. Movie musings for mostly everybody. Hello and welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this time, this week even, I'm your hunk. I'm Doge, and uh, make no mistake, I will chunk and kill you. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm Carter, and the bell's already been chunk. And they heard it <laughs> out in the dark, among the stars. Ding dong. The god is dead. Is that in the is that in the ZSJL or the JWJL? It says on IMDB it's in the ZS. <laughs> it was a four-hour fever dream for me, so I don't I don't quite know. Hey Jordan. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what Carter said was interesting, sure. Carter, I'll give you that. It was, I liked it. But okay. you said hunk, Jordan. Why are you the hunk this week? Because, you know, I mean, I don't know if you know, we rotate every week. Like, you don't get to be that every week. So why do you get to, for this week, why do you get to be it? I guess is what I'm asking. What I'd love to know from you is why you get to be it. The hunk for our podcast. I'm the hunk because I have finally ascended. Oh. I am no longer a mere mortal. Whoa. Interesting. I will soon be... A wedding officiant. Hey. Wow. That's amazing. That's a, have, that's wonderful. I have been asked to officiate a wedding to uh, ignite the spark that lights the flame of eternal love. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and I'm thinking I'm going to take a page out of Snyder's book for my um, ceremony for how I'm going to do things. Mm-hmm. Okay. So here's what I'm thinking. Wedding ceremonies. Sure. Great for the people in them. Not typically so great for the people there. They're usually a little a little boring, um, a little mundane. You're just waiting to get to the ceremony so you can pop off. Yeah. So here's my plan. I'm going to take something that people already feel medium about and just make it longer. Perfect. I heard HBO Max is looking for people with that exact skill set to give $80 million to. Yeah, I'm going to just do my best to, from now on, take things that people feel medium about, middle of the road, maybe even lean negative about. And I'm just going to make those things longer. <laughs> um, that's going to be sort of my skill set that I bring to the table. Uh, have you been morning. practicing any jokes for this? I have been, yeah. Uh, I'm thinking a lot about like uh, matrimony, uh, more like mattress, mattress money. Whoa, night, watch a, out. And then I'm going to wink <laughs> yeah. everybody. Watch yeah. out, watch that's out. That's good. That's going <laughs> to be... Right. 
they listen to this podcast. So I apologize for that joke right now. And I promise I won't do that at your wedding. Uh, do it at the rehearsal. No. Hey, hey. Oh, do it at the rehearsal. Hey, rehearsal if, you're, if, this is, if this is your wedding, we're talking about stuff listening. Hey, Jordan. Do the mattress money joke at the rehearsal. Doing it at the rehearsal is actually a great way to make sure I alienate off close friends and family before I do the actual ceremony, hey, which is then cool. you don't have to talk to anybody when you're done talking at the wedding. That's a you good know, point. Because we've talked about it so much, you know you're going to say that joke. Yeah. You're going to actually do it now. Or you're definitely going to think about it. I can't wait for the comment at the at the reception where somebody is like, did the guy who performed the ceremony just split his slacks down the middle by dropping it so hard to the floor that the concussive force of the cheeks ripped through mm. the fabric? And mm. the answer is going to be a resounding yes. It's like yes. the separation of tectonic plates reshaping geography. People around the world will hear it. It'll be like the beginning of the guttural <laughs> scream from Superman. From I really thought you pants. were going to say the beginning of the Revolutionary War, but yes, yep. also oh. that. Yes. The, the drop heard, the drop heard the around world. the world. Now, the other thing that's been heard around the world is the heroic, justified cries. Sorry, I'm coming at this with a really cynical angle. Yeah, this is a bummer energy. <laughs> <laughs> Zack Snyder, uh, his vision was cut short due to personal tragedy when he created uh, the Justice League movie for Warner Brothers. So HBO heard... Uh, the call of the fans to see Zack Snyder's original vision for the movie restored. And HBO heard that call and raised them about twice the length of the movie. Yeah. Um, and let Zack Snyder run wild with his vision. That is what we're going to talk about today. What is known as HBO Zach, Max presents Max Zack Snyder's Max Justice League. League. Oh, sorry. Did you guys not know that's the entire title? Uh, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. It was really small to fit the four by three frame, though, so I couldn't really read it that good. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we get into discussion of this movie, just give me a synopsis. But don't give me a synopsis of the Justice League. Give me a synopsis of Zack Snyder. HBO Max presents Zack Snyder's The Justice League. This week's IMDb synopsis has no author. It sprung fully formed to the land of man from the secret island of Themyscira. Determined to ensure Superman's ultimate sacrifice was not in vain, Bruce Wayne aligns forces with Diana Prince with plans to recruit a team of metahumans to protect the world from the approaching threat of catastrophic proportions. The task proves more difficult than Bruce imagined, as each of the recruits must face the demons of their own past to transcend that which has held them back, allowing them to come together, finally forming an unprecedented League of Heroes. Now united, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Cyborg, and The Flash may be too late to save the planet from Steppenwolf, Desaad, and Darkseid and their dreadful intentions. Sorry, did you say Dorkside? I said Dunkside. I thought you said the villain for his new Space Jam. No, I said Darkseid. <clears throat> okay, I space listeners, if you're hearing this, my words right now, it means that the guys decided that we were going to do this and uh, it was left in the episode. So you're welcome. If you're not hearing it, then don't worry about it because you're not hearing it. And we cut it's it out. It's just a little treat for me while I edit. I understand that people feel very strongly about Zack Snyder and his vision for the Justice League. We know some people very dear to us that feel very strongly about Zack Snyder and his vision for the Justice League. I get that there's a lot of passion around this. I'm not saying that what I want to do is spend the next 50 minutes or so just absolutely taking the PP out of this movie. I'm not saying that. 
What I am saying is in order, if I'm going to, if I'm going to speak candidly and freely this episode, I'm going to hurt the feelings of some people. And I just want to know if it's like, if you guys are like on board the like, let, let, let's hype it up a little bit. That's how I'm feeling. Then I don't want to be the bummer the whole episode and I will rein in where I'm going. Please tell me, this is a legitimate question. I think I'm probably looking on it a little bit more favorably than you. Um, because- uh, I want to be clear. Again, this is this was not an exclusively negative experience. I just yeah. have a lot to say about less the movie itself and more how we got there and some other things. Sure. I mean, be honest. Be honest about what's going on. Okay. I think that's I think people like to hear what we're actually thinking. Okay. Um and if you don't, you can stop this episode. Slide to the right on your phone, push the little trash can button. We'll be back next week talking about something else. I just don't want to I just don't want to hurt feelings while I'm trying to talk about this movie, but here we go. Well, listen, I mean, if if you're one of the folks that we know or that we don't know that has felt super strongly about this, and this moment of the Snyder Cut premiering on HBO Max was a big validation and vindication of the things you've been feeling since 2017, we're not trying to take that away from you. We understand that if this is your exact flavor of thing and you get even more of it from a creator whose work you really, really love, that should be celebrated. That's awesome, yeah. and we're Good excited for you. For you. We're super happy for you. Yeah. Um, it sounds like Jordan is going to say he had a different experience. I know I had a little bit different experience with this. Um, but just like you've got that experience, we've got our own experience. So that's all we can talk about and the only place we can speak from. So I decided to change my super dump um, about three quarters of the way through the movie. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm going to hold on to my super dump for now because I decided to play by our own rules and make my super dump something actually movie related and not sort of meta and yeah. meta ethereal. But I'm going to start with the meta ethereal thing that is not my super dump. Um, I'm incredibly disappointed with how much hype was built up around this and what this turned out to be. Yeah, um, I think it's valid. This was presented as though Zack Snyder had some... I mean, and we called this from a distance, I think, a little bit, but... This was presented to me as though Zack Snyder had some auteur vision for the Justice League that never got to be made. Um, but this is this is simply a different flavor of the same movie we've already seen. Certainly. Um, I would say, and here we go, a better version of I would the movie say, we've already seen. I would seen. say a much better version. It is same. a better version of the movie we've already seen. Same. Um, I, I, I had a much more favorable viewing experience this time than I did last time. I yeah. liked things that I hated the last time. I did too. Um, I I hated things that I felt nothing about last time, to be honest. <laughs> I, this was a completely different viewing experience, but all in all, this feels like such a weird precedent to set. I agree completely. In movies, and I don't care for what this does. I don't love the idea that somebody can make a bad movie and then go, wait, but it wasn't the one I wanted and then just get to do it again. I get this is an extenuating circumstance with Zack Snyder. Sure. I get it. But, you know, it just, sure. it, it feels but like strange the, to me. The precedent that it's set with now David Ayer being like, Warner Brothers is just too afraid to show you my version Correct. of Suicide Squad. Correct. And Everybody Zack Snyder even still- handcuffs. Exactly. Zack Snyder David even Ayer still got shut down though, by the way. The, did he really? Yeah. Real quick, yeah. Oh, good. As soon as this came to HBO Max, uh, WB was like, hey, by the way, this will never happen. Suicide Good. Squad will never happen. I think happen. that's appropriate because even like even Zack Snyder is still sort of fanning the flames of like, I was going to put Jon Stewart in, but HBO Max was too afraid for that. 
or like I wanted to give he literally he was like I wanted to give Superman a mullet when he came back but HBO Max was too afraid for that and so now there's this like well I want to see the Snyder Cut of the Snyder Cut yeah and it just kind of it eats itself forever and it, ever and all the way down it is this frustrating thing where now Zack Snyder and anybody else who takes a swing and whiffs gets to go, yeah, but it only whiffed because it wasn't the thing I wanted to do, actually. To be clear, though, I think that's probably an accurate estimation of if Zack Snyder feels that 2017's Justice League was a swing and a miss, it is because of the extensive reshoots. I mean, the the third act is totally different. The climax of our story is completely different in the Whedon version of Justice League. Right. And so I think that's probably a fair estimation. I will say something that I actually felt really favorably about for this movie is that it is a clearly authored work of art. And what I mean by that is like, I can watch Ant-Man and then I can watch Captain Marvel and they have totally different creative teams, but they feel like they're made by the same person. It's right. kind of a house style. And right. Marvel's house style works really well for them, but it is getting a little stale. And I think that's why we've got creators like like Taika Waititi in there to go and like, hey, make a Marvel Taika Waititi movie. Right. Ryan Coogler, go make a Marvel Ryan Coogler movie. And so this right. feels very much like an authored movie. Nobody could have made this giant monstrosity that we all watched except Zack Snyder. It's very, very authored. It's incredibly Zack Snyder. And I think that's a strength of the movie. I think it actually works pretty well tonally with what we're going for. How so? Like, what do you what do you mean? Get specific for me. It's consistent and cohesive. Like, the tone of this is super duper. You mean self-contained within this movie, it stays consistent the whole way through. Is that what you mean? Yes. Okay. And I think even, even going back and watching through, like, like, I think Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman, and this. Like the three Snyder. The three Snyder ones feel very, very Snyder. Nobody sure. else could have made those. You're not going to mistake those for uh, something uh, something made by somebody else. And I think that's why... Probably why DC has stumbled a little bit in trying to build this big interconnected universe with tons of creators working on different projects with different flavors and vibes. I think you need a house style if you're going to combine 12 movies. But if you're going to sure. make three movies, they can feel exactly like you. I mean, Chris Nolan, if you're going to make three Batmans, they're very Chris Nolan movies. Sure. Right. And I'm going to try and steer out of things that I said about the original Justice League that stay true here just because that's not interesting to retread old ground. I am going to stick with saying um, this is a rush to a team-up that hasn't been earned. Yeah, certainly. Um, we needed to lay more groundwork for every single one of these characters in some meaningful way before we care about them teaming up together. Right. Um, Batman's motivations in particular do not track no. of he drops. And, and still, this is a complaint I had the first time I watched Batman versus Superman in 2016. If Batman's core motivation is the xenophobia, the fear, the hatred of Superman, he's not going to drop that when he finds out their moms have the same name. And I know that it's not, I, I hear the objection right now. No, he realized Superman was a human. That's fine. I, I That character arc doesn't work for me to suddenly like a month after Superman's death, maybe less, Batman's dropping everything, everything <laughs> jumping out on faith, saying Clark was the best of us. I, that just, it doesn't track. Do you think, and I'm, I'm just talking like, canonical in general, but it can definitely be catered to the movie renditions of these relationships. But uh, do you feel like the dynamic between Batman and Superman can be considered of the same family of the dynamic between Iron Man and Captain America? Yes. I think it okay. could be, yeah. I mean, yeah. not in the movie. I think It is supposed to be. So that's, that's what I'm saying. The interesting thing to me is that 
I don't know if this is my super pump. I'm going to say it and you guys tell me if it's allowed to be a super pump because it's it's kind of esoteric. I'm not, I, I don't get to make that call. That's that's dealer's choice, baby. Um, This movie, I think works better as a completely standalone Justice League miniseries for four hours of like a prestige television event. Yeah. I think it works better standalone than it does as a sequel or a part of an interconnected universe. Because if we say... The thing that, that I think DC does well is their standalone animated movies. Yeah. Like uh, Justice League Dark is very good. I think uh, Batman The Long Halloween coming up looks awesome. And with some exceptions, these kind of are all self-contained. Um, like I think even of Justice League War, uh, which is probably the closest so analog, good. it's very good. And it's a story about Batman and Superman building up the Justice League to fight parademons. And so they, they made some sequels to that based on the New 52 run. Um, but that was relatively standalone. The heroes were established going in. If I don't have to care about these folks outside of this movie, if I don't have to remember stuff that happened in Batman versus Superman, if I don't have to hold on to stuff that happens here for the Flash movie later, I think this works really well. I actually yeah. really enjoyed this as a standalone if these characters are not meant to be the definitive interpretations of these characters. And I think yeah. what what I hope from the DCEU going going into it a couple of years ago was that we would get the same treatment for some of my favorite characters yep. of all time that we've gotten in the MCU. Yep. Because I think Chris Evans has become the default Captain America outside of comics. Robert Downey Jr. has become the default Iron Man outside and inside of comics. I mean, that, that feels like the, if not the single most important casting in movie history. Right. It's a top three easily. But I think- I think the interesting thing with DC is that we already have definitive versions of these characters outside of comics. I think Christopher Reeve is the definitive Superman outside of comics. I think that Kevin Conroy is the definitive Batman outside of comics. And so we already have these competing definitive versions of these characters. So if we come in with the DCEU and say, no, these are the new official versions of these characters. And guess what? Batman kills. I have a big problem with that. Yeah. But if this is like a one... Yeah, if this is a, a one standalone... This is Justice League for grown-ups. This is grumpy, gloomy, desaturated Justice League for grown-ups. I'm yeah. fine with that. So, you know, you know, I understand that Batman um, has some problematic elements with beating up, you know, uh, criminals that are, like, experiencing mental trauma or emotionally disturbed individuals. I get sure. that. Um, when Batman is utilized correctly— um, much like the New 52 where he's actively trying to make Gotham a better place or pretty much any portrayal where Kevin Conroy is voicing Batman, Batman is still my favorite superhero ever. I think that he has so much potential to be this incredible, this weird dark beacon of light and beacon of hope for a city that is eating itself alive with crime and corrupt police force. Like, yeah. so cool. Speaking as a, a pretty much lifelong, huge Batman fan, this is the movie. I haven't consumed a piece of Batman media since I watched this movie in theaters because I hate Zack Snyder's version of Batman so much. I realized the been. exact same thing while I was watching last night. I was yeah. like, man, I love these characters. I love these stories. I've not picked up a DC book nope. since I saw this movie in theaters in the fall of 2017. On my honeymoon, we went to, I got married in the summer of 2017. Uh, we went to uh, a comic shop in Seattle, one of my favorite shops I've ever been to, and I bought a ton of trades, ton of Batman trade paperbacks, and I haven't read them because mm. this movie so soured me on DC. Yep, I feel That's the same way. Um, and it, and I, it's not a Ben Affleck thing; it is a it is a characterization thing. 
Yeah. Well, I think I think I think what makes me even more upset at this interpretation of Batman is seeing Ben Affleck because uh, not because I, he did a bad job, but because it could have been great. <laughs> man, he could have. He man, could've, he's a fantastic he Bruce really, Wayne. Yes, he could have been a really good Batman. And I think and Cavill I think could he, have been the definitive tame. Superman, and Gal Gadot could have been the definitive. Like all of these casting choices are spot on. It is the writing and characterization that does not understand its own characters. And and to me, I think that's tricky. Though I don't think we can say it doesn't understand its own characters. It doesn't because understand the, characters, the history of its own characters. The characters are super consistent with themselves sure. within the three Snyder films, and if we are to regard these as a standalone microverse of like, this is sure, not the definitive fair. Batman. This is Snyder's grumpy, gloomy Batman. They're they're consistent with themselves. It's not the Batman that I prefer. And I don't think it's the best way to tell a Batman and Justice League story. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. Um, and that, that's a better way of putting it, I think. It's not that they're not consistent within their own story. They're not consistent with, in my opinion, the best versions of these characters. Right. Um, which makes it a disappointing movie to watch for me and try and get into. Now, here's what I'm going to say. Um, I'm going to super dump. I have a lot to say about this movie, but I'm going to super dump and super pump here in a minute. But I have another top contender for my super dump for this movie. Go. Um, I think I've realized, with a couple exceptions, cannot stand Zack Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> I, the, this movie, I know why it's four hours long, guys. There's so much slow-mo. Yeah, if we didn't put it in slow-mo, it'd be a this tight would, 90 minutes. Yeah, this movie would be a two-hour <laughs> movie if it was. I mean, it is obnoxious, the amount of slow-mo. Um, I watched it in two sittings. Okay. I forgot that it was in four by three when I turned it on for the second viewing. And I said out loud, oh, get out of here, dude. <laughs> it is such, to me, knowing who Zack Snyder is and what this movie is meant to be, in my opinion— Putting it in four by three, like some Oscar-worthy art house movie, is the most pretentious thumb up his own butt thing I've ever seen a director <laughs> do with a movie. It, yeah, you're not wrong. And you're then, definitely not wrong. The music. Cho- there's one good piece of. There's two good pieces of music in this whole movie. The Superman theme still slaps. It will never not slap. It's so the good. The Superman theme is the best piece of music written for a superhero movie in the last twenty it years. Is so good. I will die on that hill. It's and unbelievable. I have immensely warmed to Wonder Woman's theme song. I think it's cool. I love it. In her Oh, I hate it. I think it's so stupid. In her episode, I, I hated it. it. I've warmed to it a lot. And when it started, when they were in the silo, I was like, oh, here we go. So there we yeah, go. No. I promise I have positive things to say about this movie and I'm going to get to them. But the music choices were so weird and tone deaf. Um, and I'm going to give my example. My first example is the most egregious example of poor music choice in this whole movie. The Flash saving the woman from her flipping car. That's what Iris. Is that? That's Iris West, by the way. Great. What? Yeah. Good for them, but that didn't need to be here, dude. Sure. And I think that's that's part of what we got to realize is that uh, when you spend three years demanding the Snyder Cut be released, and HBO Max gives you this, you're going to get this, every ounce of footage he shot. Well, this is not the Snyder Cut. To be no. clear. No. This is every single thing he shot. And that's the way movies are made. I mean, I think that's right. pretty basic, right? Like you yeah. shoot hours and hours of stuff you're never going to use. And so the Snyder Cut is not, let me turn in everything I started and didn't finish. It's let me pick the best two and a half, maybe even three hours out of the four hours of stuff I could include. 
Right. And I but think this, this scene is just, one that would be cut. This, yeah. But the, specifically, the scene was terrible. This movie is full of scenes that didn't need to be there and it was just there to pad out time. It's a very bloated movie. Um, but the music choice here is just the perfect example of it's doing the Suicide Squad thing where it's like, guys, why? Why'd you do that? Yeah. What was the point of that song? Tonally, yeah. so strange. Um, so I think the licensed music is used strangely. I actually really liked Junkie XL, yeah, Tom Holkenberg's score nice. for this. The OST stuff good. is nice. I, I'm specifically talking about Suicide Squad-y licensed music that feels out of place and strange. Yeah. Now, can I, just to save face with a couple friends that are on the forefront of my mind right now, can I super pump this movie, please? Can you wait? Yeah. Because I want to talk about Zack Snyder. Oh, please. Go. Um, I think much like uh, a lot of his characters that we see in slow-mo in all of his movies, I do. I legitimately think, <sighs> I don't, I'm not going to die on this hill. Uh, we could even say my resume is like a communications professional and knowing comm theory. I think Zack Snyder suffers from something called the invincibility complex. Okay. Which is a lot of things that happen chemically in a brain of a 16-year-old where they think they can't not only do wrong, but they can't die. Um, <laughs> and he is flexing in a way that he does not deserve. There was nothing. I, I think the DC, what do we call it? The movie cinematic universe for D- DCEU. EU. What is it? What? Ex- extended universe. Yep. yep. The worst decision that could have ever been made was to give, for some reason, Zack Snyder, just the keys to the kingdom. Yep. They yeah. they gave they th- he was their like Feige or their Russo brothers. You know, it's yep. like or their Favreau. Like they just said, "We believe in you." Who on earth sat around that conference table and said, "Okay, let's go"? Uh, Nolan said he's out. He said he's going to try and win some Oscars now. Uh, like who who said let's More do Oscars. Zack Snyder? Yeah. Who on earth? Had decided that. And so I think he, he, I love some of, I, I, well, I enjoy some of his standalone stuff. I was one of those boys that was in a freshman in college and saw 300 and was ready to do that workout. 300 yes. is fun because it's, it doesn't touch anything I care about. 100%. Exactly. So that's the thing. I think Snyder is a fantastic choice if we're going to say we're going to produce three of the most unique superhero movies you've ever seen. I've never seen anything like the three superhero movies Snyder produced. And they're very Snyder. And I don't like Snyder, so I don't like them that much. Sure, sure. He's a horrible choice if you want to build an inner, if you want to try to copy Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, and you can't, I I think the worst argument that someone who is on the side of the DCEU could say, or on Zack Snyder's side say, well, don't count the MCU. That's impossible. Yeah. The whole point that they're doing this is because of the MCU. This is a business. The MCU came out of nowhere. I think it was like $600 million for Iron Man. Yeah. Before that was even defined yet as a superhero blockbuster. And then we dipped down a little bit. And then the Avengers makes $1.5 billion. Yeah. And DCEU all of a sudden says, we've got to ramp it up. I don't care about the quality. Just get it out. Produce. Because I think it's going to make money. So we, the DCEU, I think their game plan was, let's copy Marvel by using Zack Snyder as our template. Yeah. Which was the mistake? Was it the mistake to say, let's copy Marvel and let's do exactly what Marvel's done, build up all of this stuff? Uh, or was it a mistake to to use Zack Snyder as the template when trying to do that? Do you see what I'm saying? It's kind of, 
there's two yeah. routes they could have gone. They could have said, we're going to do both. And can okay. I explain sort of where I'm landing here yeah. a little bit? Yeah. Who I blame in this equation is not DC Comics. No. Their stories, their source material, fantastic. Excellent movie fodder. I mean, perfect. Yes. Warner Brothers Media is solely and completely to blame for the state of DC movies currently. I agree. They are the ones not going to the source. It's insane to me. This this is this weird mixture of Justice League War and Injustice. And like, it's just trying to combine too yeah. many things that are huge rather than wait and be patient. And that's Marvel's gift is they've been able to be patient. And DC hasn't been. Um, the thing is interesting it's because of Warner Brothers. Warner yeah. Brothers is just not good at this. They're like, not good they at managing the IPs Hobbit too, right? Yeah, right. They're they're really bad at managing IPs. They saw yes. some early success with Harry Potter, and other than that, have just completely tanked every IP they touch. I think it's it's interesting though because I I feel like they've asked Snyder to do, and it, we're rewinding back to 2017 when uh, they had announced I think 15 different movies culminating with like Justice League Part 3 next year in 2022. Right. Obviously, none of that's happening now, uh, with the exception of the Flash movie, I think. Um, but I think rewinding back then, I think their mistake was asking Snyder to do something he can't do and not letting him do the thing he can do. Yeah, that's a good point. Because yeah. Snyder cannot shepherd storylines that will culminate over 10 years. Snyder is a fantastic cinematographer, uh, and he directs cinematographers very well. He is not great at tracking character stories and logical progressions of events through action. Uh, what he is great at is creating spectacle. And WB said, we want our DC movies to be both. And he can only do one. And then they shorten the spectacle and tried to force him into a, a strength set that I don't believe he has. Yeah. Yeah. That's valid. That's a good point. Um, and again... It's not that I have any dislike for Zack Snyder as a dude. I just am so not into his movies. Like, even the visuals of this movie, I would say 80% of the visuals in this movie were um, really bad to me. Like, not <laughs> yeah. of my visual sensibility whatsoever. Well, the CG uh, does look like television to me. It looks rough, For a lot right? of it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. Cyborg. Cyborg um, looks bad, dude. The uh, Steppenwolf looks better. Thing, Steppenwolf looks much looks better. way better. Yeah. Uh, one more thing before, because I do want to hear your super pump, yeah. Jordan. Uh, but one more Snyder thing. Um, and and uh, so I think he is better at kind of like the standalone thing, like you said, Doge. What's unfortunate is we have already seen him basically have a standalone movie for superheroes. Right. And that one be offensive. Yeah. Yep. There were some cool moments. I mean, the trailer… You know, this was before I really knew Zack Snyder plus superheroes equals. Yeah. Uh, but like the trailer for Watchmen, I had just read the graphic novel and I was like, oh my gosh, this looks like this is going to be great. Um, but something happened. You yeah, know? I think it, he just missed the subtext. Just missed the subtext. And I think hey, that's because characters aren't his strength though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, two things. One, Ben Affleck has just changed his IMDb photo. When? I don't know if it was this morning. Or how recently it was, but it's not what it was recently. And the dude looks good. He's closing in on 50 and uh, it's treating him right. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's good. That is a handsome yeah. picture of a handsome devil there. 
If you swipe, they're all Batman, by the way. Yeah, certainly. Certainly. Well, and that's the <laughs> other thing. Ben Affleck's a huge Batman fan, so I'd be interested to have a, an un... An a, a, an off record conversation with how he fe- uh, with him about how he feels about the treatment of his childhood hero, yeah. Um, in this storyline, which I guess we'll probably get more into. I, I I'm not done talking about some of the characterization stuff specifically. I feel like we Batman. haven't even talked about the movie. We've just talked about Snyder this whole time. <laughs> well, but that's what this is, right? I mean, the movie yeah. itself. This is Snyder. It's about the the problems with the movie, as with the triumphs of the movie, are a yeah. direct result of Snyder. Well, not all the triumphs, uh, but that's. I'm going to save my super pump for right after this commercial break. Welcome to the dark brooding version of shout announcements where everything <laughs> is gray and sad all the time. <laughs> hey! This shout, announcements, this shout announcements is presented with bad jokes to preserve the creativity of our artistic vision. <laughs> this shout announcements is in four by three resolution because you should take us seriously. Hey, I mean, it's because that's the the shape of the sensor on an IMAX camera. Good for him, man. It's not an arbitrary decision. Good for anyway. him, man. So, I want to tell you guys about something. You got you I, listen. <laughs> we got something great. It's called Patreon. Have you heard of it? Cuz you Have should. You heard? Here's the thing. With Patreon, we got two levels. Dang. That's so level, many. Level, level. I'm going to say there's levels to your love for us. Mm. The first level for just three doll hairs a month gets you access to a bonus episode every single series we do. And you get to vote twice in polls, which is hugely important for something Doja is going to tell you about in just a second. But you get a second vote in every poll we put out, as well as some additional bonus stuff we slide your way every once in a while. But then the second level for two additional doll hairs. That's only five doll hairs total. You get all of that in the first tier, but you also get an exclusive entry into our private Discord server, which is popping off right now, by the Completely. way. Completely. It's a very um, good time. Cool place for discussion. We're talking about lots of stuff. Uh, the movies that we're talking about, movies we're not talking about, the TV series that we're going through, upcoming movies and TV series, video games. We've had some uh, book discussion. I threw out some Zelda knowledge. It didn't seem to hit, but you know, everybody likes it. Whether they just say take it or not. that, hey, take that stuff over to your Zelda Discord that you've My got Zelda on the Discord. Side. Yeah, that stuff's no, not true. welcome here. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. I didn't think about that. But yeah. I'm just kidding. It's very welcome here. Please text me about Zelda. Zelda is always welcome anywhere. But yeah, Discord is the place to be. You get a direct line to us, your favorite pod boys, and other fans who like to talk about stuff. They're not even fans. I feel like I know these people on a deeper level, a spiritual level. Mm, They're not fans. Family. They're They're family. They're family. Family. They can have anything they want from our cooler, as long as it's not COVID. I don't got fans. I got family. I got family. Also, if you're a fan, outside of rating and reviewing, uh, as things are getting closer to, hopefully, like back to normal of the movie watching experience, you can just feel the energy in the air. It's like, you know, we were just talking about how like Godzilla versus Kong made a lot of money. Uh, I just saw a announcement recently that some local Alamo draft houses are working their way back slowly. Uh, the movie biz is is ready. There's a lot of things that have been pushed back and waiting in the wings. Can you remember? Like there's a Fast 9. There's a new 
uh, James Bond movie coming out. There's all this Marvel stuff. Like maybe we'll be back in the theater and to harness that energy, let people know that there is, uh, there's an accompaniment to that energy and it is this podcast. Spread the word. Uh, we asked for that last week and we are very much seeing the fruits of that. Mm. Uh, Two Chunks is uh, head and move, moving on up in terms of our downloads uh, and all of that good stuff. Be on the lookout just for, for a lot of new fun stuff. But now is the time uh, really, not, without even having to go back into our three years worth of a library and hundreds of episodes, uh, now is the time to to get your friends on board. Maybe uh, especially and, this and, episode more than more than I think recently. so. I this has the potential so. to make or break some friendships. So please text <laughs> no. this out so that it's worth it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, special special event coming next week, um, and that is a new episode. Not just any new episode, though. The start of our new series. The picks aren't six. Now, these flicks aren't Pixar picks. They are the picks aren't six. And we've asked you to pick the six picks aren't flicks. Your picks aren't Pixar. It's very simple. Mm. It's very simple. I, I don't, don't know, know why how we can have make such it a, clearer. It's very clear. Um, and w- the poll's not closed yet as the time of this recording. So if you're listening to this when it comes out uh, on Tuesday, you've still got a little bit of time to vote. And if you're listening to this in the far future, through the power of dynamic insertion, we can now tell you that the winner of the poll, uh, or not the winner, sorry, the movie that we're going to be watching next week and reviewing is... Insert movie title here. And boy, if there's one thing I know about that movie, it's the characters and just the music, <laughs> the animation, the colors, the story, all of it is something I either love or or don't, too. So it's going to be either good or bad to watch it, and we're going to either love or hate talking about it. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm so excited. I'm on the, I'm on the edge. Of glory. I love A Star is Born. (laughs) Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, friends, thanks to a little bit of off-mic litigation, I have finally secured the funding necessary to confirm my earlier potential super pump as, in fact, a legitimate, legally binding super pump. My mm-hmm. super pump for Zack Snyder's HBO Max's 4x3's IMAX camera sensors is Justice's League is that it works pretty well as a standalone movie. Very good. I'd like to give my super pump now. Lots of people are doing it right now. And it's it, hot. It's all the rage. Almost, it's, almost everybody's doing it. It surprised me okay. because I'm fairly certain I disliked this in the first Justice League, but the changes here were great for Jordan. Uh, my super pump, shockingly enough, is Ezra Miller's The Flash. Yeah. That's mine too. He rules. He's, he's, he's great. Far and away the best thing in this movie. His powers are awesome. His characterization, other than, I mean, you know, obviously the car flip scene didn't need to be there and his little self monologue of like, okay, got to break your vote this one time. Here we go. Like that was a little tell don't show, which I don't love so much, but by and large, the flash is awesome. Yeah. He's bringing moments of levity. He's, he's, he's saying the things that you once said in a super, he's a great Barry Allen too, which I didn't feel that he was in the, in the Joss cut. This is the example of, okay. 
Now, if this is truly what was intended the first time, this was worth changing. That's such a question with this though, right? Right. Is this what was intended the first time or did we listen to the things people hated, spend $80 million fixing them and say, I planned this all along, just like how George Lucas did not plan for Luke and Leia to be siblings and did not plan for Darth Vader to be his father, even though he says he did. When they made Iron Man, they did not plan to make Avengers all the way up to Thanos, even if they say they did. So what is actually the right. real plan with the right. Snyder Cut? Yeah. But anyway, regardless of that, plan, the Flash yeah. is so I was going to cool. say, yeah, he's so cool. And I super pump him as well. And I think it could be that people were so invested uh, or those people that were so invested in the Snyder Cut uh, literally uh, might have been shown that they had stake in it. So now it's even more offensive if you tell them they're wrong because there's about a million directors out there right. that are helping Zack Snyder, right? So that's such an interesting thing. But Ezra Miller does feel like uh, you know, looking at Hemsworth and being like, oh yeah, you're Thor. That makes complete yeah. sense. Yeah. You know, and looking at, at what we have seen so many times in the MCU. Yeah. But Ezra Miller, I wanted so much more of him. I think yep. he was really charming and he did uh, more than breaking the sound barrier, was breaking fourth and fifth and sixth and seventh walls to just kind of be that voice of how we feel about the situations going on, like you said, Jordan. But yeah, I think he was he was done really well. And it did feel very different than than our original Justice. Yeah, it so did. I have, I I have two impressed. thoughts about Flash yeah. that I need to share. I can completely understand why the studio cut his time travel scene from the end. Because you mean where the first do you, time? Uh, like what do you in mean? Original Justice League? Yes. Yeah, I can understand why that is not present in the theatrical cut. Right. Because if his whole purpose in the third act is to travel through time to undo the moment they lose, then where do you go from there in right. a Flash solo movie? Right. When you're building a universe, you've got to start at step one with something like this. Uh, and we didn't with Flash in this. And so right. it works. Uh, like the scenes with him and his dad in jail, like all that stuff works if this is a standalone TV miniseries event. Right. But if we are building out a universe, the stuff with his dad in jail needs to be before this. Yep. In the same way that it's much more nuanced and layered when Wonder Woman says, I knew a man who would love to have flown this plane. I've lost somebody before. We've seen that happen. We've seen her full arc around that so we can reference it and continue to build layers on top of that. Yep. But starting from scratch in this just doesn't work unless it's this exact four-hour format and it never was going to be this four-hour format. Adding to the list of things I liked way more this time around, I liked Wonder Woman just in general in this version of this movie a lot more than I liked her in her own movie and in the first theatrical Justice League. This may be my spiciest DCEU take. I think Gal is completely wooden in this role. I think she's not a good actor. And like, she's just pretty okay in every Wonder Woman thing I've seen her. And I don't see the charm or the charisma or necessarily even the acting, the emoting. She's just really wooden to me. Yeah. I still feel like it would have been cool to see the new 52 like armored Wonder Woman. I like that look. I think that's a super cool look. Well, it's interesting because I think Snyder is pretty clearly drawn to the controversial, grumpy graphic novels that DC likes to to put out separate from continuity. Right. Things like uh, Superman, Red Sun. uh, Things like... uh, Injustice. Injustice. Things like um, Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns. Like... We're just drawn to these things that can't exist together. And and so we've got um, 
I don't remember why you saying that about Wonder Woman brought that up, brought her, that to her, mind. Her I costume was, choice is it that it's a little yeah. her like more jovial costume? Yeah, maybe. Which maybe that's where it's going with that. Place and a little weird. Yeah, but it's just it's interesting because we're we're clearly drawn to those and emulating those, and they don't really sure. work that well together as the foundation. Again, I, I feel like a broken record as the foundation for a shared universe. They don't work together sure. as an interesting yeah. little three movie. Hey, what if DC was this dark and grumpy? For TV, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, if I were to kind of, I was thinking about this. If I was to rank, like that energy, you know, if I was to rank our superheroes by how it makes my heart feel when I see them in this movie, like either an excitement or like let's beat them up, like I want to watch you fight kind of thing. Collectively looking at that, I go, uh, the Flash is number one. Number two is Superman. Yep. Number three. Honestly, for me, I like Gal as Wonder Woman, and I like when she fights, and I like her music and all that stuff. So Gal's probably three. Four is honestly probably Cyborg, because he just, for for how awful the graphics seem, he does have some cool moments of like what he's able to do in some pretty cool scenes. Mm -hmm. Five, Aquaman. Six, Batman. I think Ben Affleck's Batman… Uh, was so wasted in here, so and there was boring. never a moment. He doesn't. He doesn't well, have any moments in the universe they've created. Like, yes. He can't do anything in the way that they right. have done this. He can't keep up at all with the rest of the Justice League at all. Yeah, right. Uh, Batman. So unfortunate. Look, this isn't about other DC stories. It doesn't matter. Batman so box is at it. His best. So box it. Hop Batman, on your Batman throne. Batman. It's been a while, so it's a little dusty. So I might be rusty. It's cold here. on the cheeks, huh? Yeah. Batman is at his best when he Alone. is. I'm alone. Well, first of all, let me let me back that up. Absolutely. Batman is at his best when he's alone. In Justice League, I think it's war. Or maybe it's doom. Um, the rest of the Justice League shows up to Gotham to stop what's going on. And Batman is basically like, I'll help you anywhere else on planet Earth. Get out of Gotham. I'm I think that's the only war. one who saves Gotham. You yeah. need to leave. That's when Batman's at his best is when he's in his element working alone or with the Bat family. Now, the other when Batman is at his best with the Justice League is when he is the weirdly dark beacon of hope. The one voice of reason who is also the voice of, look, there's a way out of this because there's always a way out of everything. And if we figure this out, we can fix it. Um, that's when Batman is at his best, when he is masterminding, when he is calling plays, when he is, when, when Superman is the, the mascot, but Batman is the coach. That's when Batman is at his best for the yeah, Justice yeah. League. And we Batman works because he's peak human. Batman right. is the That's only human say. who can yes. go toe-to-toe with the gods in the room. Right. Batman is he like also the works, peak of humanity. Yeah, he also works as the like mouthpiece for, the representative of humanity. who everyone is fighting yeah. for. Yeah. When Batman— Because there's no one else in the Justice League that is normal. Normal. When right. Batman is saying things like my superpower is that I'm rich or That's not it. I That's promise not his superpower. You, I will cuss wording kill you. <laughs> I can't believe I heard him cuss. Dude, <laughs> dude, it's just not Batman, man. Like the No. I don't know. The we'll talk about that end scene for sure, but just hearing Batman say to the Joker, I promise you I will end you undermines all of the growth that Batman is supposed to go through after the death of Jason exactly. Todd. Like, <laughs> the whole point of that story is, oh, whatever, man. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I think while we're talking about the members of the Justice League, I've just got to say, you know, we get us a flashback here uh, when Gal, when Wonder Woman is telling mm -hmm. uh, Batman about the history of the mother boxes, which I can't believe we, we've waited an hour to say mother box on this oh, episode. Yeah. Mother box. yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, I think, uh, one of our one of our favorites, big friend of the podcast, Ryan Reynolds has looked better. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Um, he, it's, I don't understand the choice here to give him a mask. Yeah, um, it's pretty wild. Hey, he looks pretty good. You gaunt. just don't get it. Just while we're, yeah. while we're on other appearances of different people, I am, I am not a fan of the design of Martian Manhunter. I think it's overly complicated. Oh, I think it looked cool. I liked it. I don't. I liked it too. I don't. I don't. The animation was not great, but again, this is a $80 million redo. So of course the CG is going to look like television. Yeah. Who is our, uh, who is Gerard Butler's character in 300? Do they have Leonidas? Leonidas? Is that it? Is that right? Yeah. That's Adam's not. I mean, Adam's, Adam's got a 300 t-shirt on right now. He's got a couple so of 300 was, posters on the wall. He's a big of, fan. He was one of the defenders of Earth too. Isn't that crazy. wild? <laughs> Oh, hey, all, so. all the fight scenes looked like 300. I was actually going to say, I mentioned it yesterday. Yeah. Um, the cor- the fight choreography in Marvel is really, really visceral and heavy. Like punches feel… It's also the same guy, by the way, Chunkies, which we found out was like… We found that out a couple weeks ago. It's basically the same choreographer for almost all of them. For Marvel, yeah. And, for Marvel, not yeah, for, for Marvel and, and Justice League, right? It is so… All the fighting is no, no, so no, no. Um, f- like interesting to watch and cool. And I, I hated… Most of the fighting in this, it was so clunky and weird to me. Um, it was just a lot of people like getting a running start to tackle somebody from a really far distance. Yeah, the choreography was ultimately <laughs> uninteresting. I think we're just going for such a weird tone yeah. in this. Yeah, tone is know? a huge problem here. Um, I'm going to speak about another problem. I'm going to super dump now. Go. I don't mean, when I say this character's name, I don't mean the character as a whole. I mean this version. I don't care about Cyborg. Stop making me watch him do things. <laughs> Dude, we spent so much time making this movie a Cyborg origin story, and I don't care. Well, it's because we're looking for a protagonist. I There's not a protagonist so in this. We're just much, trying to make anybody one. And I'm not saying this is his fault, but I just heard so many people say, Ray Fisher's incredible. Ray Fisher's incredible. Cyborg's going to be amazing because Ray Fisher's playing him. He did nothing this whole yeah, movie. He was fine. At one point, the line where he's like, you know a ton about monsters, specifically making them. I laughed out loud. Yeah. Out loud. It's like, yeah, no, we got it from the first line, homie. We're good. Yeah. It is just, I mean, he is so one note and boring here. And I, I, I just couldn't believe we were spending so much time. His dad was better than him. Yeah, but everybody, I mean, to be clear, everybody's one note and boring. That's true. Right? We spend four hours with these characters and we can't no, give the any Flash of them is not one an arc. And boring. Flash, Flash doesn't have an arc. Superman, come, su- I don't even feel like Superman's one note and boring. When Superman came back, it was like a breath of fresh air. I don't feel like we take, I don't feel like we give anybody any meaningful development. That's fair. Nobody has any meaningful scenes where they're talking about how they feel in a way that impacts the plot. That's fair, except The dialogue for, is expository. I except think. for Victor Stone, and it falls completely flat for me. Like, it, it's just, I couldn't believe we spent so much time on him. A uh, cool thing, the mother box, uh, the code for it is 61982. June 19th, 1982 is the first time Cyborg was by himself on the cover of Teen Titans. Cool. He'd been like oh. kind of a side character, background character in a couple of other covers. But uh, June 19th, 1982... Cyborg's first solo cover. This is my preamble to everything I keep saying in this episode, but when Cyborg is utilized correctly, he's an awesome character. Like Define correctly, though, because I think, and I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate. I agree with you. I don't like him, but define correctly because I think defenders of Snyder and defenders of, of this vision, this version of Justice League would say, he's used correctly in this story. You just don't like it. Um, 
Yeah, I guess that would just mean we have different versions of correctly because I don't yeah. like it because I view it as incorrect. Cyborg. So what's me, yours? What's your version of correct? Cyborg to me is the living embodiment of a Jarvis, but not in a vision way. Cyborg is uh, the the control center, command center you can take with you who can also fight. Cyborg should be uh, working side by side with Batman to help formulate the plays and figure out what's going on. I like the fact that he can hack into the mother box. That's great. I'm talking about specifically him being brand new to the suit and then he's like an Iron Man knockoff for most of this. Like, it's just not Cyborg to me. Um, Cyborg, I think, is is at his best when he has, first of all, a ton of personality. That is my favorite version of Cyborg um, because typically he has become this Cyborg at a pretty young age. Not like a kid, but young enough to where he's, like he's with 16, whatever. 16, 17, yeah, 20. Yeah, current pop yeah. culture is something he's up to date on and is not just this like bummed out dude all the time. And so I think when he is full of personality and also is able to be this like tactician um, sort of mobile mobile base of operations because he is essentially a living computer, that's when he is at his best. And here he's just the member of the team they need to cover while he hacks into the mother box. I keep wanting to say mother cube. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I from someone who only ever knew just like images of Cyborg and can kind of have some assumption as to his story. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it. I, I, it wasn't my favorite. I've, I've kind of already ranked my sure. ranking there, there. Yeah. And he's, he's bottom half, but it was, uh, yeah, it didn't stand out as much. Uh, it's like offensive or like unenjoyable to me. Oh, I was, because I think tears. that's my only, my only shot at yeah. it. Yeah. I think again, I mean, that's just evidence that like, for all his strengths as a cinematographer, Snyder is not interested in characters. He's he's just not. Right. And we don't get characters you know who, in Snyder's movies. We get people who punch, people who run, people who fly, but none of them are characters. You know well, what I mean? And we don't even get that in a... Um, you know, we don't get it in a Godzilla King of the Monsters way where it's like, this is all spectacle and it knows it, so let's just enjoy it for what it is. It's like... It's spectacle that thinks it's prestige. Right. Drama. Right. Yeah. Do you know who who was able to uh, claw her way through <laughs> probably the directing of this movie and go ahead and try her very best to bring some kind of emotion to a character? Tell me. Amy Adams. Yeah, of yeah. course. She's fantastic always. She she still managed to be Amy Adams. Like, it yeah. felt like she got out of here free. Yeah. Like, she's fine. Yeah. She she actually gave me moments of, like, legitimate emotion. Yeah. Of like talking about losing Clark and and that kind of stuff too. So I, you know, and a lot of her a lot of her acting in this movie was basically nonverbal. Yeah, like just looking at the camera or looking at somebody and being like, "Don't do it," you know. But I I still thought she stood out to me. Yeah. personally. they probably couldn't get her back. They probably had to just cut in scenes. Yeah, I don't think she was back. With new content. I think a lot of the new con content that we shot was focused on that epilogue scene. Snyder reportedly shot that too. in his backyard, and it's him holding the camera. We'll talk about that, I'm sure. I mean, I know that I'm going to talk about we're, that for a big we're reason. We're getting close to where we need to start to wrap things. So yeah, well, let's, wanna... let's finish up main movie before we hit epilogue. Okay. What were you going to say, Carter? Sounds like we're ready for the epilogue. No, we're no not I've got more to say about the main movie. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, let's I, go. I did like Steppenwolf in this movie. I did too. Yeah. I enjoyed uh, his his armor actually did seem pretty cool. And, yeah, it was cool. Uh it seems like it was created well and presented well. Uh, and his, like, even motivations. I didn't think we'd get, like, character motivations from this guy. I thought he was just, yeah. like, a ugug. We get motivations like, from Steppenwolf, but, like, the 
they don't work. Like we get, we, right. he wants to get back in Darkseid's good graces. Great. How does, and genuinely, maybe I missed something. The anti-life equation is carved into the surface of the earth because it's the world that Darkseid lost on. Are you about to say, how does he forget How does he that forget is? that that's Dude. one? Because they know the mother boxes are here. So why is he not like, oh yeah, I lost the mother boxes <laughs> when I lost fighting against a bunch of people. Dude. It's got to be one yeah, and the same. I, that doesn't make the, sense the, to But me, yeah. I, the reason I didn't bring that up really is because I feel like a lot of the plot of this movie is that kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah. Where it's just like, and the defense uh, okay. is always, it was going to be explained it. in Justice League 3. You just got to wait, right. you know? And, and like the pregnancy test in Lois's drawer. Yeah, what's the deal with that? I'll tell you exactly what the deal is. Snyder has, has told us what the deal is. He said in Justice League 3, uh, it was going to be revealed that she was pregnant with Clark's son. He was going to become the new Batman after Batman sacrificed himself to save Lois yeah. so that Lois didn't die so they could prevent the dark side nightmare future. And it's like, okay, great. That's awesome. It's very transparent that you're just trying to stoke your fans into getting HBO Max to pay you to make more sad Batmans. Yeah. Right. Uh, on the dark side stuff too, listen, man, DCEU, your version of Thanos should not be relatable in that, oh, that's right. My phone's been in my pocket my whole time. The whole time. <laughs> I've been looking for my phone. That's where I put it at the beginning of the day. You yeah. know, it's like it shouldn't, you shouldn't. So he, uh, he seems small quibble with that. Dark side did come first. Thanos is a ripoff of Darkseid. Uh, Jim, I'm talking about this. I'm talking about the cinematic. So that's what I'm saying. Version. I think like yeah. like Jim Starling, fantastically creative individual, did very much copy Jack Kirby's work with Darkseid when he was creating Thanos. Well, we can't. Yeah. We can't. Anytime I've said that DC has ripped off Marvel for their movies, I'm talking about the movies. Yes, there's a certainly. ton of characters on both sides of this equation that have been ripped straight from the other one. Particularly the 60s and 70s, it was like, what's working over there? They've got a Superman, let's make a Wonder Man. He's the same thing, he's just ours. Yeah. There, there's tons of stuff like that. I can't fault that, yeah, that's already existing. That happened. I'm just talking about movie beats or tone or whatever. Or even, I mean, I get that you can say, well, this didn't copy Endgame because they time-traveled back to fix things. It's like, sure, that's fine. But you still knew Endgame had come out and did that though. But had it at that point, like, is that rewrite part of WB, part of HBO's $80 million that gave him? We'll never know. Exactly. We'll never know. So we can always claim we got there first. Right. That's intentional. Yeah. That's I think the, that's, that's very intentional. Whole, that's the whole I do just want to say Dark Side's whole deal is like me not knowing what car my keys unlock. And I push the button and then a car clicks and I go, oh, they unlock that car. And then I get closer and I go, wait, that's my car. You should know <laughs> both of those at the same time, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, the Omega Beams looked cool, though. Yes, the Omega Beams looked awesome. Ooh, I loved that. I'm glad that happened. What are His the Omega I Beams? The I Beams that bounce that, off of stuff? That just, like, kind of curve through the air at right angles? He shot him one time, and it looked really It was cool. in one of the oh. visions of the future. It was right after he killed Aquaman. Yes, I gotcha. That I guess the mother box showed that to Cyborg? I'm not entirely sure. Oh, I'll say this too, just while we're here talking about Aquaman. I haven't seen the Aquaman movie. I don't plan to see the Aquaman movie. I don't want you, to see the Aquaman movie. No, shut up. You should see that If movie. the whole Aquaman movie, the underwater stuff looks like it looked in this movie, I am glad that I have not and will not be seeing the Aquaman movie. No, it, it honestly looks, it looks way better. Okay. That movie it's is full of, that movie is, here's, here's what you need to do. <laughs> let's rewire. Let's, let's yeah, have okay. this. Okay. I need a, you to go into the Aquaman movie. And just make it canon in the Fast and Furious universe. Okay, <laughs> good. No, I'm serious, guys. Listen, I watched it and I watched it with a big group. 
and it is it became very memorable for me because of how ridiculous it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. But boy, they never they never take that foot off the accelerator once they start okay. getting fun underwater fights. Good I mean, this know. is we we took like it's like Battle of the Five Army. Like we've it's like cool. It is it is a lot of fun. It made a billion dollars, so it's it's a lot of fun. You should watch that. I haven't seen it either. I haven't seen Shazam. I haven't seen Wonder Woman 2. I haven't seen Suicide Squad 2. And I'm actually quite glad. Birds of Prey or whatever. Yeah, I'm actually quite glad I haven't seen those because that helps me. Like the last DCEU movie I saw was Justice League. So I don't know anything. Like I don't know who on earth Willem Dafoe is supposed to be in this. And I I can't know that. You need to see. I'm not supposed to know that at this point though, right? Right. Yeah, that's interesting. Hey, can we talk about the epilogue please? It's my super dump. Okay. It's the most gratuitous, unnecessary, thumb up your own butt, self-proclaimed auteur thing I've ever seen. Wow. It's so stupid. And I get that it's like, oh, that was a teaser for future Justice Leagues. Well, Zach, you're not getting those. So yeah, don't make, don't put point? this in your movie. You don't get those. I don't care if it was part of your original vision. Not everything you do or touch is gold. Hey, I yeah. feel very strongly about this epilogue. I was actually quite enjoying this movie. Movie, if you want to call it that. It's four hours long of scenes that needed to desperately be edited. But I was actually enjoying it. And then I got to the epilogue and it completely soured the goodwill I had for this. The new thing that I'm mad about with the DCEU is robbing me of the chance to enjoy a Joe Manganiello Deathstroke. Yeah. Didn't you like his big, cool white mohawk, though? Okay. I besides the mohawk, though. great. I don't care. Besides the mohawk, though, his costume looks awesome. His costume was amazing. Fantastic Deathstroke. Yeah. Yeah. But this it reminded yeah. me of how bad Jesse Jesse Eisenberg is as Lex Luthor, though. This epilogue. As Lex Luthor. Uh, it's so unnecessary. It's all sequel the teases for movies have, we won't get. Yeah, right. and, and it should have ended after that. You know, let's go ahead and make this that HBO Max six-episode TV show. Yes. Yeah. And so, don't have episode seven. Can I super Let's pump? talk specifically. Kind of super dump, sorry. Oh, yeah. Please. Yeah. So, uh, Cesar Romero, mm-hmm. yep. Jack Nicholson, mm-hmm. Mark yeah. Hamill. Hit me, hit me, hit yeah. me. Slam the hammer. Joaquin uh, Heath Ledger, Joaquin Phoenix, and Jared Leto. <laughs> oh my God, Jared. I am the angriest I could Dude. possibly be about the canonical movie art history of the Joker. Ooh, wait, was that, that the Joker? <laughs> was that him? In that. In the epilogue? <laughs> in. Yeah, it just didn't say it didn't say damaged on his head. Where did it say damaged? How it didn't say damaged. So how would I how would I know he was damaged? Just oh. pay some respects. This this is a clear this is a clear <laughs> uh, disrespect to I would even say your followers, Zack Snyder. Uh, not only them, but to people who just love the Joker has won two Oscars. <laughs> the Joker. <laughs> The Joker is consistently on all of these ranked, either if it's, you know, crowdsourced or critic sourced of one of the greatest villains and on multiple levels. Like Hannibal Lecter doesn't get to also say in TV shows and video games. Right. And like the right. Joker is the through line, amazing villain. And you you thought that it would add something <laughs> to a section that added nothing yeah. to a movie that became nothing. Like you… <laughs> Why is he here? Oh man! The Joker. And not only is yeah. he here, they they're just rewriting stuff. Like they're just completely saying this is all new stuff that reportedly he shot in his backyard. He's holding the camera. He's the one pulling it in and out of focus and moving it all around. 
Which all over that the place. was whack. By it's the way. not good. It's not good camera work. I mean, there's certain art house films that that style works for, and Justice League is not one of those. No, okay, hold on. I want to. So Carter, I agree with you. I think Jared Leto needs to go. This Joker is abysmal. Abysmal. We, I don't I know mean, what the character direction even is. They're like, ah, it ah, is. Ah, what, what, like, what is to, that? Yeah, what used to be a cinematic anomaly of like an outlier of, it doesn't matter who we put there, we just keep hitting, right? Like yeah. Joker's never been bad. Oops. Even Oops. in voice acting. Bad twice. What? And so, we brought him back. I got one moment of him as the Joker. One singular moment where I was like, and there it is. If he would just do that. What, laugh the whole time? No, 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 no. His laugh is horrible. It's the worst Joker laugh. No. I'm when, curious if we have the Batman, same one. I have one. When Batman finally threatens to kill him and he just points at him for a minute and he goes, that's what I was waiting for. Yep. That's the Joker yep. right there. That one three-second moment is the Joker. I got that exact same thing. Not his Heath Ledger impression. Not his Heath Ledger impression. Not his bad Mark Hamill laugh impression. The one moment where he points at Batman and just stares for like five seconds and then says, that's what I was waiting for. Or no, 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 you're good. That's what he says. Yeah. Oh, you're good. That's the Joker, dude. Yeah, that was good. And then it's like it went away again and he was like, ah, ah. I mean, to me, it's this epilogue is unenjoyable to watch. And that's because it's oh, yeah. not good. But even from a story decision, like we're undoing a ton of stuff that we've... Dude, Ezra Miller didn't even shave for his appearance in the epilogue. It didn't even look like him. Well, that's because he was on set of Fantastic Beasts 3. They were filming that with the Fantastic <laughs> Beasts cameras and they dropboxed the footage over to HBO Max. Oh, like everybody's gosh, spread out all over dude. the world for this. I mean, he looks like he does. We're clearly supposed to infer that in this in this future, based on the pieces that we've put together from Cyborg's vision of the mother box, the, the nightmare scene from Batman versus Superman, this extended nightmare scene here, Darkseid has come to Earth, conquered it, used the anti-life equation to brainwash Superman into working for him. And so Batman is leading a group of resistance fighters against Superman. He has a truce with the Joker. That's why he's got a Joker card taped to his gun. And they're So it's kind of injustice. It is, it is the poor man's injustice. And they're trying to send Flash back in time to the right moment so that he can tell Batman to save Lois. That's why Flash comes back in Batman versus Superman and says, Am I too early? So this nightmare sequence, the redemptive quality to me is that it makes Flash bursting through in Bruce's dream. That makes sense why we, why even the studio was like, no, we have to keep that because that's a tease for a movie that's going to come in 2025. Yeah. But boy, boy, was this like, I did this no stops. I did a speed run, no stops, no pauses. And I almost had to pause it when I got to the epilogue because I was like, I am <laughs> done with this. Yeah, I did the first hour on Wednesday and then like the second 18 and a half on Thursday night. Uh, Snidey's on on social media lately saying that instead of Martian Manhunter, it was supposed to be Jon Stewart's Green Lantern. Uh, and so that's who Ben Affleck is acting to <laughs> in that scene. Uh, but WB wouldn't let him put it in because they're going to make a Green Lantern movie eventually. Um, so. WB, somebody needs to get their hands on... Just DC all of them. Needs- Just all of them. Hey, here's my hope. My hope is that the patents in Batman does so well that they let him sit and make a couple of those and then slowly build a universe from there. I don't know, man. I think it's done. I, I pretty much 
don't have any desire to see a, a big screen Justice League. The best Justice League stories. Ten years. The best Justice League stories have already been told, and they're in comics and they're in animation. Uh, I'm I'm not interested in what WB can do live action. I think they need to yeah, differentiate their playbook from Marvel. Marvel right you know now really sweet. is in uncharted territory of we did this big team up after ten years and it worked like gangbusters and now what? And so for the right. first time. In about 15 years, DC and Marvel are at the exact same place of, okay, now what? What is the second right. decade of the superhero movie boom going to look like? And Marvel is clearly committed to, there is one story. Like Falcon yeah. and the Winter Soldier is part of the same one story that WandaVision is. And everything yeah. is building toward that one story. I think DC's greatest strength would be one-off movies like, here's Joker. It's, it's just a fun version of the character you already know. Here's yeah. here's Robert Pattinson's Batman. It's a cool new yeah, version of the character fair. you already know. That's fair. I think we just need to lose the interconnected stuff because you just you can't replicate it. You can't do it. Yeah. The yeah. closest we've come is Godzilla versus Kong, and we all feel like <laughs> they they tripped and fell down at the finish line. Yeah. Speaking of the finish line, it is time to write this movie. We're gonna do that using science, the scientific cinema scale. Actually, uh, it's perfect and as follows: the best thing we can ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it. Buy that poster. poster. The next best thing is buy it. After that is rent it, followed by stream it, and then forget it. And last, but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. I'll go first. Uh, I'm going to say stream this movie. Um, If only to say that you have, so that when Snyder fans ask if you have, you can say yes. Um, but also make sure you set aside like a long weekend to get through the whole thing. Um, but I, in all seriousness, stream it. it it's it's precedent setting in the sense that uh, a movie that I won't say tanked did not do what they wanted it to do. Got a second life and a second chance. Yeah, that's and truly you're getting wild. A lot of conversation. You're getting a lot of conversation right now, asserting that it it did what it set out to do. Um, I can get on board with that. The question is, was that a good thing anyway? So I would say stream it. Carter, you can go. I'm not sure what to say. Yeah, mm, I'm not either. Ooh, I think I'm also going to say stream it. Okay. Um, this is much better than the 2017 version. I still agree with that. Yeah, this is pretty okay. I mean, I think it's it's pretty good. It's it's fun, enjoyable superhero entertainment. If you regard it as its own thing, if you're not going into it saying, "I would love to see." the new definitive version of Batman, and I'm going to decide to invest in this Batman for the next 15 years. The characters do not have the strength for that. They're not written in a complex enough way. They don't feel relatable uh, in the same way. And uh, I'm not even going to compare it to Marvel because I know that's probably a sore spot among a lot of, uh, you know, I think our our show could reasonably be accused of being MCU fanboys. We we genuinely uh, like a lot of the stuff that they do. I think that's probably a fair assessment. But I think, I mean, even Fast and Furious manages to write better characters than this. I've, I'm invested in Dom Toretto. I care about what happens yeah. to Dom Toretto. I don't care about what happens to Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne. And so these characters don't have the strength to sustain decades-long narratives. But if you stream Except this... For Barry, maybe. If you stream this, if you watch it an hour at a time, if you treat it like this is prestige television, this is not Lord of the Rings, this is Game of Thrones, then it's fine. It, it is fine. I'm going to stream it too, uh, but I would have rather watched uh, Toy Story, Emperor's New Groove, and two episodes of Ted Lasso. <laughs> right. Uh, that sounds like a good night. Yeah. 
than uh, than this whole movie. But yeah, I think I don't know. I'm trying to think of. A, I'm not as good at at the metaphors as you are, as y'all two are. But it's I guess I it's all metaphors. If, if if you have a friend that has run with the bulls twice, you know, it's like hey, like good try. You got trampled the first time. Man, so glad you've recovered. You really shouldn't go back, but hey, you did much better this time. It was like still, uh, you are somebody's definition of impressive, uh, but ultimately it feels pretty reckless. <laughs> so it was. It just kind of felt like, um, you know, I am impressed, as y'all said, that this was something that that happened. Like I, I, I would have preferred if, in an alternate universe, uh, Diego del Gorbo's Hobbit ended mm-hmm. up happening because of fandom. Yeah, me too. Sure. Hey, we have all of this content. Man, the concept art for that. Do this. Oh, it hurts to look at. Um, yeah, I, I don't because like it this feels more deserved. Right? That's what's tough. It's it's hard to say here, sitting as just a person on a podcast that's only done you know hundreds of episodes of a podcast and is not like a at, at least world renowned director uh, of a movie to come sure. in and say like, hey, you probably shouldn't have done that. I think it's you a know? business so, thing, but, though. I mean, think about how many people tweet with the hashtag "Release the Snyder Cut." HBO Max launching their new series can convert every single one of those tweets into a paying subscription. How do you not do that if you're HBO Max? Yeah. If you're trying to launch well, a Netflix funny. killer, how do you not do that? Yeah, I uh, off the recording, but now on, and I don't know who missed it, maybe Jordan missed it, but I had compared the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League to GameStop stock prices. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, no, let's do it. We can do it. We're so strong. Uh, I just don't know. I just feel like now the rest of the the business that you've done this in, the culture that you've done this in, is keenly aware of the power that you have, and you now have uh, a much tighter leash to ever do something like that again. And it's unfortunate that this is what what was crowdsourced into happening. I recognize because now. I feel like we won't. It won't happen again. I recognize fully that it is like it's probably because I just don't care for Zack Snyder as a creator. That I feel so unfavorably about this. If they, if Disney, that's definitely an aspect of it. Well, I mean, uh, I hate the Last Jedi. I think it's a terrible Star Wars saga movie. It's a good standalone movie, I think, but it's a bad Star Wars sequel. Sure. If Disney Plus was like, "Hey, we're redoing the Last Jedi. We're reshooting that, giving you a new definitive version of the Last Jedi," or if they did what a lot of people say they're going to do, and they use the Ahsoka series to render the sequel trilogy non-canonical and cave to the desire of fans over there. That would make me very happy. Right. Yeah. See, that would make me happy. Yeah. And so I understand fully the, this is the duality yeah. of man, right? I understand sure. fully sure. that I'm just on an opposite side in this particular fight. Yeah, I think you're right. Because I think it's like, I, I, I'm not even getting excited about the stuff that would have been cool because it's like, I still don't want Zack Snyder to do this. Right. I still want Star Wars to exist in its current form minus some stuff that, I'm not a fan of, but I mean, I don't get to make that call, right? you know, but like, I don't want Zack Snyder to keep making more movies. I don't want them to continue the Snyderverse. I don't care for it. So yeah, no, that's a good point. I think that's really great. You know, as, as we're, as we're kind of closing here, I had compared last night, the Zack Snyder Justice League is kind of like you went to a pretty nice restaurant and then when they gave you the menu, it only had one option on it and it just said, we know what you want. And so you order that. And then the pretty nice restaurant, I'm talking cloth napkins and a guy in a white shirt and black pants tucked in kind of a nice restaurant. Wait, you does know? it have like the breadcrumb squeegee? Uh, it, 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 I'll tell you what it also has. 
your your water's in a stainless steel pitcher. Mm. Yeah, you know, get it's one of those, those little tiny, on those tiny, and it's got thin. The, it's got the decide. rim at the top to stop the ice cubes from mm. coming out. Get you know what I'm talking about? A luxury so experience. Um, and then what they bring you out is uh, a plate of frozen pizza, and it's like, I don't hate frozen pizza. This is not the experience you promised me. I think it's more they bring out eggplant parmesan. And it's like, this is somebody in the world's very favorite meal. This is 100% for somebody. I am not that person. But it's lean cuisine eggplant parmesan. Sure, yeah. I mean, I think we can, because we're not that person, we probably have… We're making we're making two different points here, yeah. but we're making the same point I think here. because we're not the person for whom eggplant parmesan is the height of culinary luxury, I think yeah. we're probably… That probably influences our assessment of the quality of that particular sure. eggplant parmesan. Yeah, my my point was more that I love frozen pizza. the 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 establishment delivering it did not make that promise to me, and so I do not like it. That's Fair. what I was saying. Fair. Um, to end today's episode, I'd like for each of us to say our name and which failed movie we would like to see get the Zack Snyder treatment and be resurrected with new life and the director's true vision restored. For Two Chunks and a Hunk, I am Jordan Wonders, and you already know it's the Paolini cut of Aragon. <laughs> I could have called that from director, a mile he away. Was the author. I will never not be disappointed in that movie. I don't want to reread the books because I think I will hate them now. <laughs> I'm an adult. It's not for me. <laughs> I'm Doge, and coming at some point to HBO Max uh, is your favorite, my favorite, Channing Tatum in Jupiter 2 Sending, the long-awaited <laughs> sequel to Jupiter Ascending, Good in which we're going to see the full undiluted vision of the wild future imagined by the Wachowskis. More like the Wowkowskis. More like, wow. More like the wow. Can you even see how good this is? Sorry, your mic cut out. Can you give that joke one more time? More like, we hey guys, laughed. more like the, more like the, not the wow, more like the wow, can you even see how good of a movie this is? Amazing. Oh, I guess your mic didn't cut out. I think I heard that. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> what it was. Give me, give a bunch of people a tweet about it and I'll give you that joke in four by three. Then you'll love it. <laughs> um, oh, I can't stand that this movie is in four by three. Just for the sake, I'm Carter, and just for the sake of actually f- finally seeing the the namesake of this movie come to fruition, let's get an extended cut of Taylor Lautner's abduction mm. so that we can finally see, see where is abduction? that abduction. Maybe Somebody's he'll get abducted. Get abducted. <laughs> Somebody's going <laughs> to get abducted at some point. It's kind of oh, a low bar. Crowd goes wild. 